Welcome back, crew, to On the Penalty Spot with Dave and Luke. Episode 8, two-month anniversary, or nearly two-month anniversary. Um, before I introduce or our co-host, or our weekly co-host, Mr. Luke Hutchin, um, before we get into our weekly catch-ups, I would like to sincerely apologise um, for my debacle of... Um, a FIFA display over the last probably week or probably seven days. Um, I did cut. Um, I did cut the deficit back a little bit. Now it's ex- absolutely exploded out, and I was um, humbled not once but twice of a five-plus um, goal margin to nil. I think it was seven-nil and a six-nil. Um, no excuses. Um, humbled by the better player, um, and that's the end of episode eight. Thank you very much. That's, uh, it was a great episode. I really, really enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you very much for the uh, the apology. Uh, twice in a week. It's uh, 7-1 overall now. So you've got a bit of catching up to do there, mate. That's all right, mate. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, mate, I enjoy it. Even when I lose, I enjoy it a little bit, um, despite the abusive text. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, it's good. So, mate, how's your week been? What, what, what's been happening in the, uh, the, Hutchin, the Hutchin home? Oh, aside from uh, you know the FIFA, the games of FIFA against you, just been uh, relaxing, mate. I had another three day weekend, so yeah. it's been um, yeah, been fun. You know, c- catching the rugby league, watching the football. You know, sports getting back. So my life is sort of um, yeah, it's back to the way it should be. It is, mate. For sport is back. It's chipping away, which is a uh, good league. I've actually watched a fair bit of rugby league. I know this is a football podcast, but I watched a fair bit of rugby league over the weekend. But um, your Panthers struggle a little bit. They led ten nil, and they um, yeah. what happened? What happened? Inexperience. Um, just a lack of experience in that team. There's a lot of good young players, but Parramatta will be there or thereabouts at the end of the um, season anyway. So there's no shame in losing to them. Um, no. We lost Kurt Capewell in the first set of the game, and he's out for ten weeks as well. So that's a massive blow. So yeah, you know, I, I'm disappointed, but not not upset. I think we um, we'll be fine. We'll be in the finals this year at least. Yeah, I think so too, mate. I think so too. That's uh, now it's good, mate. Enjoyed that. Um, I watched a little bit of football, a lot of football as we usually do week to week. Um, so good. La Liga's back, which we'll, we'll touch base on pretty soon. Um, Bundesliga's chipping away. Um, Premier League's back in three days, two days, three, na- three, three nights, three nights. Yeah, back very very soon, which is good. Um, yeah, it's just I'm back at work. What is work? What is work? Yeah. What is work? So you're back at work now. So back in the back in the studio. Back to um a little bit of chat, a little bit of banter, uh, a lot of a lot of training, which is um which is what it's about. But the main reason why we're here is to get into episode eight of our weekly football podcast and just you know news around the world and and um try to educate you with our footballing brains. <laughs> yes, uh, drop some truth bombs and uh, teach people a few things, hopefully. Mm. Luke and I always say, mate, there's there's nothing worse. We always say there's nothing worse than having a conversation about someone of any topic, but mainly football. <laughs> um, and when they don't know, I wouldn't say on the level of knowledge that we have, but more to the fact that um, if they, you just can't converse, but they want to converse. It's, it's it's extremely frustrating. So, look, most of your listeners will be listening to us have a quite... Uh, extensive knowledge of football and it's such a niche so for those that want to join in Nate, no better time to educate yourself and listen to us and um and we'll get you going as much as we can mate um la liga all right usually we touch on germany or you know england and how many tests are positives and whether they're doing five subs six subs ten subs what's happening but mate la liga's back um barca stock standard 
Stock standard, Leo Messi, one goal, two assists. Any uh, doubts about his knee injury? Uh, we sort of put them to rest, really. So, dominant performance. Um, one player I want to talk about for Barcelona, Martin Braithwaite. You know what he reminds me of? Daryl Braithwaite. Riding on the horses. horses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anyway, go on. <laughs> Mate, I-, I think he's a better fit in that Barcelona team than Griezmann. I, I think the way he plays... Um, Griezmann hasn't fit into that team, but Braithwaite signed for twelve million pounds. Everyone's like, "Well, he's a Middlesbrough reject. Why is Barcelona signing him?" But he's done a good job. Like he actually fits the the system perfectly for me. You actually don't need so when when you're talking Barcelona, besides the the Neymar, Messi, and, and Suarez, MSN. Um, for me, when you got a player like Messi in the side, you need a an attacking player, central role that is. Absolutely no frills. Yeah. Like, someone like, um, mate, take it like, you, you put an Alan Shearer in there and he would absolutely, he would still probably thrive now, but a, a player of his standard, I think, would absolutely thrive. And you need a nose frills player to allow Messi to do his thing. Um, but, mate, I, I couldn't agree more. I always actually enjoyed watching the game. Um, I watched most of that game and I actually enjoyed watching him play. And I'm, I'm barracking for him to, to bang in the goals and keep Suarez on the bench. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I questioned the, the decision to buy him because he was bought outside the transfer window as well. Yeah, uh, well, the very controversial yeah. um, transfer. So I was like, oh, well, why I, Barcelona buying him? Well, I, I, I don't really, I, I don't think I questioned them buying Martin. I questioned the the ruling behind it and that they were actually allowed to buy him. They've actually taken him away. So probably they've taken him away from his previous club um, and a good player. At that, and they've taken him away at a time where they didn't have a chance to replace him. Nope, they couldn't strengthen at all. It was um, a loophole in the yeah. uh, the Spanish transfer system that Barca exploited. Fair play, they didn't break any rules. Uh, it was just a moral and ethical issue that I had with it. Yeah, yeah, mate, I'm the same. But he, uh, mate, he he's done well. He's done. He, he's doing well, and I hope he uh, continues to do so. But mate, as you said, Messi, the only player to score twenty plus goals in twelve consecutive seasons ever in world of football. It's just ridiculous, mate. Like, it's, mm, I think there, there's no better player uh, for me. I, I, watching him, it's um, it, it's an it's an honour, and I hate the Ronaldo and Messi debate. I hate when people say who's better, who's better. Just shut up and enjoy them. We're privileged to live in an era where we get to watch both of them. A hundred percent, mate. I couldn't agree more. They, they're completely different players. Yeah. Messi dribbles. He runs extremely well. He's ball stuck to his feet. He's diminutive. Um, he's good on his right. He's amazing on his left. Um, they're completely different players. Ronaldo, um, strong, quick, good in the air. Um, you know, fierce right foot. Obviously, can score off both feet. Look, Ronaldo's done it in what is it? Three, four countries. He's done it at international level. Uh, Messi's done it at Bar. He's done everything at Barcelona. He struggled in the Argentine setup, but is that his fault? No, probably because he's carrying the country on his on his shoulders. And we've spoken about the Argentine defense, mate. They they haven't had a good defense since you know probably the Balkans War. Um, like little things. Falklands War. Balkans War. For, for, for Falklands. Sorry, sorry. Falklands. <laughs> yeah. Falklands War. Um, but mate, like little things like that. I, I think. Um, I think you're right. Just completely. Sit back, relax, enjoy, um, soak it up while you can. It's a bit like the LeBron and MJ debate. Like, yeah, they're different eras, but watch some footage of Michael Jordan. Enjoy it. Embrace LeBron for what he does. 
embrace Novak Djokovic and Federer and Nadal for what they do. Like the the, the problem is, is people are so opinionated about that specific thing. They're completely different players. If they were exactly the same player, then we can go. Okay, well, potentially, which one's better? And the, yeah, yeah it, but, it's it transcends sport as well. Like, and you're right. Like Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, James, Jordan. Yeah, just enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. sport. Why do you need to get into arguments? Why does one have to be better than the other? Why can't you just appreciate both for what they are? I, I think I think the reason being as well is that we've brought up as in a society we've brought up on where you have to win, and someone has to be better. I was chatting to, to Cassie last night, my wife, and I was like, "Callie loves so my daughter like Callie loves running," and it's like, "Oh, we, someone said put in little athletics." I was like, "Well, no, I don't want to because little athletics is a great sport, but it." is only derived on you must finish first. And it's an individual sport. You have to win the race. You have to be the fastest. You have to throw the furthest. You have to jump, you know, the, highest. jump the highest. You have to jump the furthest. Like, you know, it, it, there's, there's no team dynamics in there. Um, and for me, that plays, you know, obviously with my background, plays big role. But, mate, like you said, kick back, enjoy it, watch it. Um, embrace Messi for the fact that despite he's Argentinian, um, he can actually play football really, really well. Um, and Ronaldo, mate, he's... He's he hasn't scored in 111 days. Um, yeah, awful, terrible. Awful record. Missed a penalty. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that soon. But yeah, like it, yeah, it's nonetheless. So, mate, um, Derby. Mm. Hmm. It was. Um, I was happy to have football back. Uh, first game was obviously my um, Real Betis against Sevilla. Uh, I was really looking forward to it. I got up and watched it. Um, Betis just didn't turn up. Sevilla were the much better team on the day. Uh, but Joaquin started on the bench for Batiste, which was an interesting um, selection for me. You know, he is the heart and soul of Real Betis, and he has been for 20 years. I mean, Joaquin's been around since Jesus was Christ. You know, it's been a, it's been a long time. So. I think I actually heard Joaquin actually wears um, Birkenstocks to play. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me at all. But he's, um, yeah, it was, it was disappointing. You know, I've had... Uh, the two big leagues that have come back, you know, Spain and Germany, my teams have been awful. So um, hold now for the Premier League and Newcastle to um, yeah, restore my faith in football, hopefully this Sunday. No, mate, your faith in FIFA is pretty good. So that football is doing pretty well. 43-game <laughs> lead. That's huge, and mate. I beat you 2-0 when you were chilly and I was Finn Harps. Yeah, that was class. I, that was that was the start of my demise, that game. <laughs> yeah, you lost Absol- all faith. Absolute demise, mate. That, that absolutely broke me. Um... Mate, my team didn't do too well. The Athletic Atletico Billy Bell, um, Billy Balbo, Billy Balbo, <laughs> and um, Atletico Madrid game. Mate, that that was one one. Um, again, Atletico Madrid struggling to create chances. They're forty five percent possession um, on paper. They have a fantastic team. Um, they, mate, they struggle. Diego Costa got on the score sheet, which is good, but they're really struggling to create chances and to to to, to penetrate teams in attack. Um, they're great at the back, but their ability to try and break down a team has really, really stalled. Um, mate, they only had two shots on target in the whole game. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's not good enough. Not, not it, good enough for a club no. that size. Mate, you're talking Diego Costa, Carrasco, Cocaine. Okay. Like, um, Felix is injured. Like they, you know, they got good wing backs. They get up and down the pitch. So they've got probably one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Um, so that, probably why they go to the bat. Like you've got Morata coming off the bench, Thomas Lamar. Like these guys, mate, it's it's frustrating. Um, 
does is it time for Simeone to go? I don't think so. Um, I think there are only one or two players short. I mean, yeah. loss of Griezmann, replacing him with Jao Felix. Um, we, we said it on a previous episode. You can't replace proven quality with potential and expect the same results. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. They need maybe bring Griezmann back. I don't know. Um, but, but they need someone to fill that Griezmann's size hole, which is it, sizable. It, it took Ronaldo some time to adapt to United. And he turned in the world's worst yeah. player. So, like, yeah, a lot of people oh, get definitely not real writing off um, yeah. Felix yet. I mean, there is yeah. they wouldn't have spent 110 whatever million pounds what it was on him if he wasn't um, a talented yeah. player. So it'll come good. I just think that the expectations were too high in this first season. Yeah, I think so too. I think you you, you replace a Griezmann who's banging 15 plus goals a season um, to someone that's you know probably going to get seven to ten. Uh, different role too, different player. As we said, can't, you can't compare players. Um, it's obviously players that are similar, but you, you, you can't compare players. But yeah, you're probably right. Look, looking at the table, like Atletico Madrid, 46 points. They're one point away from Champions League spot. I think if they don't land in that Champions League spot, I think they're in a bit of trouble. Um, but yeah, that's going to be interesting. This going to be really interesting. Mate, Real Madrid won overnight. Um... 3-1. 3-1, three first-half goals. So yep. they were pretty much done done by half-time. Game yep. was over. Marcelo on the score sheet. Great left back. Mate, the, 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 the three goal scorers, Tony Cruz, Sergio Ramos, Marcelo. Not bad. Bit random. All, all World Cup winners as well, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Well done. Oh, no, Marcelo's never won a World Cup. Oh, I didn't know. No, no that's right. No, it, it rubbed it in. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're right. They're strange goal scorers, especially Marcelo. He doesn't get too many. Uh, no. Nah. Back. Tony Cruz only scores on FIFA for you. He scored five, five <laughs> in one game. <laughs> I remember, but I've got one, so there's no apology. Yeah, that's. Um, but yeah, they um, the, the one bright spot as well for Real Madrid there was Eden Hazard. He actually played really well. Yeah, uh, which was yeah. good because he. He's not the Eden Hazard of Chelsea this season. So. Well, he he did actually turn up to Real Madrid overweight, um, not post isolation at the start of the season, um, yeah. which is interesting. Um, yeah, so he mate, Hazard on his day is incredible, absolutely oh, incredible, phenomenal player, phenomenal yeah. player. But the um, the team that I would like to just touch on is the team currently occupying that last Champions League spot, Real Sociedad. They have one of the best young squads in Europe. Oh, mate, how good is it? Absolutely, oh, this mate. is a F- this is a FM's manager's dream. <laughs> mate, absolutely. I mean, Alexander Isaac, Adnan Janajai, Martin Odegaard, Diego no. Lorente as well. Um, uh, Mikel Moreno. Mar- Mikel Moreno, ex Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, Nacho Monreal as well for the Arsenal fans out there. So yep. it's just a really good young squad. Did you did you mention Isaac? Alexander, yeah, Alexander Isaac, Isaac. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolute class, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, being, you know, FM nerds that we are, you know, we, we look at those players and go, oh, shit, we've signed all of those and they're all playing for Real Sociedad and they're playing, they're, they're coming fourth. Mate, I would, yeah, I would love, love to, to see them oh, in the Champions League. It'd be amazing. Yeah, be incredible. Like, Sevilla, 50, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, mate, anyone can get there. You've got Sevilla on 50 points, Sociedad, 47, Getafe, <laughs> um, 46, mate, and that Madrid... Atletico Madrid forty six and Valencia forty three. Like it's a, it's a, it's an interesting. It, there's more intrigue about the Liga than there is about the Premier League at the moment. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, um, 
I've got a soft spot for Hitafe as well. You know, they lost on the weekend with uh, Jorge Molina up front, played the full 90 minutes, great veteran striker. Um, but yeah, it's um, I- I'm really happy to see La Liga back because there's going to be a lot of um, twists and turns mm. in the next few Well, there's, there's actually two games. Here, but La Liga are back midweek as well. So Barcelona back on Wednesday. Um, Real, uh, Real Madrid are in... Oh, Atletico Madrid, sorry, action on Thursday. And there's more games on Friday. Premier League returns on Thursday morning, um, which is... Epic. It's just, mate. just, just football galore. Um, mate, moving on. Italy, Italy came back. Um, Coppa Italia. Um, but Juve, Milan, Napoli, Inter, both pretty dull to be honest. I, yeah. I, I actually, I actually streamed Inter and Napoli. Um, if you're listening, Saudi lords, um, not via boutique, but illegally. Yeah. Um. But yeah, pretty dull. As we said, Ronaldo missed a penalty, uh, hit the post. Has, still hasn't scored in 111 days. Um, it's probably more than that now. It's probably 112 or Yeah, it was days. actually 113 days. So, mate, he, Messi is better. Um, <laughs> yeah, mate, so we, Napoli-Juve final. Um, good to see Italian football back. Yeah, and the beauty about the Napoli-Juve final is it's on in a few days. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's great. No no time wasted. Uh, it wasn't a great night for the Milan teams, you know. No, uh, both, both of them. It could have been all Milan final. That would have been sensational. Would have been. Uh, yeah, but um, no, it was a little bit dull. I mean, you sort of expect, you know, to ease themselves into it a little bit. Um, but Napoli-Juventus is going to be a good game. I'm actually looking forward to watching. Hopefully it's going to be a decent decent game but um on paper two very strong squads anyway yeah i think it'll be um be incredible to watch should be milan's milan's done nothing this season um no, really, i think massively disappointing. yeah they've been very disappointing they've been disappointing for the last two or three years to be honest um been quite poor they, they used to be the better um milan team of milan so ac would always um you know, overcome into. I went to the Milan derby. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. And Inter actually won that three-one. Um, yeah, mate, they've been really disappointing. They they need to kind of find their mojo back. Get their they, they haven't had a consistency with their managers. Gattuso came in, um, probably had too much gel in his hair and struggled to struggle to adapt to or acclimatize to being a manager. Just an angry little little man. Angry little man. Angry little man. He yeah, definitely mate. learned that when he played for the Rangers back in oh, the nineties. Mate, he's like a heart he's harder than Roy Keane, Gattuso. Um, cool. The yeah. Shearer's harder than both of them anyway. Yeah, Shearer would have belted both of them. Mate, that'd be interesting. Um mate, yeah, not much else happening in in the world of town football. Um Juve, um, the topic of Juve, we touched on this off air. Um mate Aaron Ramsey, they're trying to get him off the um off the wage bill. Yeah, it sort of hasn't really worked out um, for Aaron Ramsey at Juve. I think the reported wage is like some stupid, like three or 400000 a week that they're paying him, which Aaron Ramsey's a good player. He was a good player at Arsenal. Is he world-class? No. Is he, no. Is he worth £400,000 a week? No. So I can see him definitely coming back to the Premier League. But that's a, that's a lot of money. No one's going to be able to pay that, those wages in England. So it'll either be a loan with Juve subsidising some of the wages... Um, I don't know what it is, but yeah, Ramsey's, it hasn't gone well for him in Italy. Now, the, the interesting thing is that Aaron Ramsey's actually linked um, with Spurs, which <laughs> should be... That'll be fun. That'll be very fun. I cannot wait to um, unleash a little little cast on on that. But, mate, would he, do, do you think he would actually go to Spurs? If, uh, yeah, I don't see why not. I mean... He's not a Londoner. He's not Arsenal born and bred. I don't know if the cl- I know he was at the club for about ten years or whatever from Cardiff. Yeah. But mate, at the end of the day, Lee Clark 
went to Sunderland from Newcastle. And then, you know, if it's it's a job at the end of the day. It's a short career. If there's no other alternatives, mate, he'll go to Spurs. Sol yeah. Campbell went from Spurs to Arsenal. That was huge. Like we said, mate, it's, um, I think we touched base a few episodes ago. It's a business. And if you get a good offer on the table, you're definitely going to take it. Matty Longstaff. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just wait and see how that plays out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, interesting, mate. Germany, um, Bayern late winner, Dortmund late winner. Um, otherwise, stock standard results. Every Harlem was actually on the bench, and he managed to come off the bench and score. Yeah, Dortmund. Um, yeah, left it very late. It was like yeah. the ninety-third minute or something. You know, Bayern scored in the eighty-sixth. So, a little bit of late drama there in Germany, but it's um, it's pretty routine. I think Bayern are one win away now. Um, it's just yeah, it's. Um, yeah, well, at least they, um, they Dortmund extended um, the season for a little bit longer by by, by scoring late. Otherwise, I think Bayern actually would have won the title. Um, but yeah, so that that keeps it open a little bit. It's it's I, I love a season that runs to the wire. Um, obviously, everyone does, um, especially when you don't passionately follow a team. Um, you kind of follow the Dortmunds, but mate, there's yeah, there's. If, what a seven point lead here it's, that's, it's game over long I think there's only what three three games left yeah there's not many there's not many yeah. at all mate and then they'll have, the, have their mini off season and they're straight back into it and and moving on there but uh, mate Harlan seems to just be able to bang him in which is great he didn't score the other week but um, he was actually denied midweek against uh, Bain probably about two weeks ago now um, but mate it's yeah it's it's, it's an interesting one um it's always Bayern, always Dortmund. It, that, for me, the Bundesliga has a little bit of a ring of um, Scotland. Ooh, I thought you were going to go the Rangers-Celtic route there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the last few years it has been dominated by Bayern and yeah. Dortmund. I mean, obviously you go back a few years and, you know, you had your Bayer Leverkusen's who were up there and your Wolfsburgs that were Wolfsburg. there as well for a while. Well, maybe, maybe not Scotland. Let's go more Spain. Okay. So Real Madrid, Barcelona, and then you've got someone like Atletico Madrid who can kind of sneak in yeah. there every now and then. You had your Valencias. Yeah, 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 Sevilla's doing pretty good and, and whatnot. So a little bit like Spain, where I guess you, you kind of want a league where there's, you know, three or four teams can actually win the title. I mean, it's, that, that definitely hasn't been the Premier League uh, this season or last season. but um, No, it hasn't. Yeah, you, you do need a little bit of... Um, Spice up yeah. top, you know. You don't want it to just be a procession. You go, oh, here we go. Celtic and Celtic and Rangers, one and two. You know, you want to see a Ross County or a Hearts, mate. Or or um, mate, Celtic win this title next season. They win ten championships in a row. Yeah, I remember the nineties. Rangers had nine, and then Celtic stopped them on the tenth. That was huge. I, I would love to know. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure St George Dragons still hold the record in rugby league. No, like worldwide of most consecutive grand oh. final wins. I don't know. I could find out. Put me on the penalty spot there, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure because they've won 11. Um, here we go. Most... Uh, maybe, maybe Lincoln and Gibraltar as well. They've won a lot. The, the Red Imps, they've won a lot in a row. Yeah. that's. I wonder who's won the most champions in a row world sport. Interesting. Um, I'm actually Googling while we, while we speak here. This is... Um, how many do the Dragons win? Um, 11 in a row. 11, Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, This. I'm, I'm going to find the answer and I'll come back to us. We'll tweet it. We'll tweet the answer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very intrigued on who's won the most 
Yeah, that's incredible. 50 of the greatest sports, sporting streaks in the history of sport. This would be great. That would be my reading for tonight before there I go to go. bed. Done. Mate, yeah, how good. Um, mate, moving on, England. Um, two positive tests. Look, I watched Sky News about the Norwich player and this yeah. just very, very grey clouds, black clouds, purple clouds, unicorns um, on how all this virus stuff works. Um Apparently Spurs are okay, the Norwich players are okay because the player didn't come into contact for longer than 15 minutes. minutes. As per government guidelines, yeah. yeah I, so that, that, I, I, it doesn't make I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. So, well, that's it. That's the first test of a player, you know, p- testing positive during a game and life life went on. So there you go. The precedent has been set. So yep, I don't foresee there being too many issues going forward now. Exactly what I was getting at, which is great. Um, but apart from that, it's back. Premier League's back. It is. Uh, Thir- Thursday morning. Oh, Thursday morning. Yeah. The uh, sleepless nights. They're, they, they're returning. They are returning. I think we're 3 a.m. next Monday morning. <laughs> we are uh, something stupid like that. Um, oh, it's going to be brutal getting up for work. But hey, right. hold on. Look, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to re- I'm going to get League One, League Two. Are they having promotion relegation? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's actually playoff finals. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. I didn't even know this. Here yeah. I am. Here I am preaching about my knowledge and content. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Fleetwood oh. and Joey Barton could go yeah. up, mate. Mm. Oh, this is great. And Sunderland, not even anywhere near it. Sully, the good name of on the penalty spot. Oh, sorry, the unwashed. I'll take that back. Yeah, yeah so Premier League, we'll start with us and Villa, Sheffield United. That's a big one for Villa. It's um, huge. Villa are in a lot of trouble. If Villa lose that or don't probably pick up a win and then they go um, and go to Newcastle, um, I think, believe, the week after, um, and lose that, I think they're gone. Like They're, absolute, they're absolutely gone after that game. Yeah, they're gone. Um, and if they go down, they lose Grealish and McGinn who are their two best players really this season. So, I mean, they probably could, they're probably going to have to sell them anyway, because if they're going to go to the championship, they, they're not going to, it's not going to be feasible to keep them. Uh, the money that they can get for Grealish and McGinn, that'll keep them up in the championship and um, yeah. allow them to buy a few players yeah. um, and probably bounce straight back because the, um, the parachute payments will help them as well. Um, I think they're going down though. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I agree, mate. I agree. All right. I don't know. Talk to me. Tipsters, Villa, Sheffield United, who wins, who draws? Uh, let's have a look. Sheffield United, I'll, yeah, I'll go Sheffield United. It's, right. it's hard to back against them. Solid in defence, uh, um, Sheffield United. I fancy them to uh, nick a goal on the counter-attack. Fair. I'm going to go draw. Man City, Arsenal? Man City. Easily. Norwich, Southampton? Ooh, let's go draw in that game. Yep, I'm with you. Spurs, United? I'm going United. Yeah, me too. Spurs are horrible midweek. Um, Watford, Leicester. Leicester. Well done, Brighton, Arsenal. <laughs> See, Arsenal lost to Brentford as well. I mean, you don't put too much into uh, into friendly fixtures. Um, I'll go an Arsenal win in that one, mate. We beat Borough. Um, then hell yeah, uh, West Ham Wolves. It's a tricky one for me because Wolves are whatever it means. Wolves are away. Um, I'll probably go a draw in that game. I fancy West Ham to nick something. From I'm going to go a draw there. Bournemouth, Palace. I'll probably go Bournemouth home win, actually. Um, I, I, don't, I think they'll nick something there. I'm going to go Palace win and Bournemouth to go down. Um, 
will not go down because Brighton or Bournemouth will go down. And lastly, Newcastle, Sheffield United. Well, Newcastle, obviously. 3-0, yeah. yeah. Joel Linton, Hattrick. Oh, mate. How good. Um, all right, mate, so we're talking about um, the lower leagues. Um, Tranmere Rovers suing the EFL for relegation. Yeah, it was a matter of time. Uh, a matter yeah. of time before something like this was going to happen. You know, the uh, League 1 and League 2 were decide, decided on a, a weighted points per game um, scale. Tranmere went down. Uh, they actually won their previous three games prior to lockdown. So you could argue the fact that they were in form and if the season had continued, they wouldn't have gone down. So interesting to see what comes of this. Um, I'm, I think clubs all around Europe are just waiting for somebody else to make the first move so that that precedent can be set. Yeah. I think Tranmere are probably just go, for, you know what, bugger it. Let's just do it. Let's sue them. But uh, what, what can you do though? I mean, teams have to go up and have to go down. I know, like Bolton, obviously going to go down. Um, the Chamber Rovers. The reason why I can believe they're a bit frustrated, mate. They've got a game in hand, and yeah. they're on thirty-two points, and Wimbledon are on thirty-five. They've played. Yeah. They've played one less game. Um, so the points per game rule doesn't really play. But it's their... weighted against the teams that you have played already, though. Yeah, okay. It's a yeah. really weird, weird system. So. Mate, but the, the, the positive, Coventry go up. I love Coventry. Um, I lived in Coventry. Absolute shithole. Um, <laughs> mate, sorry, Coventry... to, sorry to all the co- people in Coventry listening right now, but yeah. I'm friends in Coventry. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Coventry goes up. Rotherham go up. And then you've got looking at um, League One. Uh, Wickham Wanderers, Oxford United, Portsmouth, Fleet, uh, Fleetwood. Look, look, look at the league table. Wickham are the big winners there because they, due to the weight of points, they actually finished third with less points than Fleetwood in sixth. Yeah, they did too. I was looking at that. But the yeah. best thing about that is the unwashed finished. <laughs> they, they, won, they were Same points as Wickham. Same they points. won the same points as Wickham. And you know what? They actually have a better goal difference. <laughs> I know it's hilarious. It really is. So I don't. I don't know how it works. Like it's. Um, uh, it's such a flawed system. So you can see why arguments could be made. But I'm really happy for Coventry. You know, yeah. I actually had a really soft spot for Coventry in the nineties. Dion Dublin, Peter Unlove, Darren Huckabee, Steve Froggett. You know those jo- guys. Steve Grizovich in goal. John Aloisi. <laughs> John Aloisi. Nine, 2005 penalty. What a game, mate. Um, mate. AFL. Who goes up? Who who wins? Obviously, who goes up? It's got to be Leeds and West Brom. Um, Leeds have a seven-point lead on Fulham. Um, West Brom have a six-point lead. I think Leeds are not going to choke this time. (laughs) They can't. They can't. can't. Surely not. They they have to go up. Who who goes up with you? Who's the third team up? Brentford. Uh, I've been saying Brentford for quite a while. Uh, I'd really love to see them go up. Uh, some really good young players there. I'm a big fan of Ollie Watkins and Saeed Ben Rama on the wing as well. Ben Rama's absolute class, yeah. He is. And um, yeah, I, I, I really fancy them to, to go up and do quite well in the Premier League, I think. Yeah. I, I really hope they do. Yeah, mate, I, I would love, look, I, I'm not too sure who's going to go up. I, I think Fulham potentially may go up with a little bit of that uh, bigger game experience. Um, mate, Brentford has scored the most goals in the AFL. Oh, they're, they're, they're a fantastic yeah. attacking team. Yeah. They're sort of like Newcastle in the mid nineties. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll yeah. ship goals. Yeah, but you know, you score two, we'll score three. That's yeah, just... absolute class. Lito, what, I, I think Fulham will go up, but I think I'll be barracking from Bradford to um still that third spot. I think it'd be 
absolutely. I just want someone different. I just want someone different in the Premier League, whether it be yeah. Brentford, Nottingham Forest haven't been there for a while. Well, so it, mate, never uh, been there. Yeah, that's why I want Leeds there. Leeds, uh, West Brom can fall out of that sort of top six for me. Um, <laughs> mate, they're, they're the bit of a yo-yo team. They're up, they're down. Um, Long baggies. Mate, from, it'd be great to see Leeds go up, Brentford go up, and like you said, Preston or even Forest, bring Forest back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. You know, I used to... Yeah, Forrest in the late 90s, Stan Collymore, Pierre Van Hoyen. Oh, it's better to say Pierre Van Hoyen. What a, a player. player. Jason Lee, the old pineapple head. Yeah. Steve Stone, Ian Warren, Chris Bart Williams, mate. mate. Good team. It was Great. a good team. Absolute cracking team, mate. I would love to see Lee's go up. Probably the two best goals. Yeboah. Yeah, mate. <laughs> so we used to... um. Growing up, growing up playing football at school, we we called it whenever we hit the bone and went, and we called it ye botch because some um some Aussie bloke on the news called him Tony ye botch. Oh, so we so we roll with ye but mate Tony Yeboah, just chest thigh bang crossbar ground goal, absolute class. Um, transfer news is a little bit floating around. Um, PSG potentially one of the richest clubs in the world. Thiago Silva and Cavani um being released on a free. Um, Cavani, I I think let, let's I'll go Thiago Silva first. I think he, Thiago Silva ends up in Brazil. Okay. Um, I think he's it, it, like he'll yeah he'll be uh you know a, a a targeted man in terms of a free transfer. Still a great defender, still playing and still turning out for Brazil. Um, was class at Milan. Um, absolute class at um. PSG, I think he. I, th- I think they're going to make a call. He's thirty-five now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to end up at. Um, he's in, he's going to end up in Brazil. I know Mourinho wants him um, at Spurs, uh, which would be a huge buy. He could end up in the Premier League, but I think he ends up mate back home with his family and and plays his last three, two, three years in Brazil. Yeah, I read somewhere the other day that you know there were media reports saying that he wants to stay in Europe, but I can see the allure of going back home. So it's sort of. I don't know. He doesn't need the money, so I don't think it's going to be a money-based decision. Funny you say that. He was one of very few Brazilian players to actually stay in Paris okay. during isolation. So, like, Neymar went back and all these players went back to their home. He actually stayed He stayed put. Um, so that, that, that might align with his, I want to stay in Europe. Yeah, um, I'm pretty mate, sure he's got kids as well that are going yeah, to school Yeah, he's got kids, yeah. Yeah, so they might want not want to do the old uproot upheaval, you know, go yeah. back to Brazil. But I can definitely see the allure. You know, we, we saw it firsthand. Fabrizio Colaccini left us. He wanted yep. to finish his career. Carlos Tevez, Mascherano, they've Danny, all gone back home. Danny, Danny Alves, San San Paulo, uh, and a lot of Brazilians do it, mate. A lot of Brazilians, a lot of Brazilians have actually gone. Um, a lot of Brazilians have actually gone from Europe to Brazil back to Europe. Um, they've done that, but yeah, like Luis Fabiano end up back in back in Brazil, Adriano back in Brazil. They all end up back where they're home, and um, that's kind of where I'd like to see a lot of Australian footballers do it in the A League as well. Um, Could be possible. Yeah, which would be good, but we'll see. We'll see. It's good to see uh, players like Cahill and whatnot. Mate, Cavani, where does Cavani go? If we had been taken over by now, I would have said um, Newcastle, but. Um... I don't know. I think he's still, he's 32, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's around 32, so he's still a good age. Um, still a premium striker, so I could see him come to the Premier League. Um, I, I don't know. I, I want him at Newcastle. You know, he is yeah. the kind of elite striker that could take us 
it would increase our profile. Let's just say that. Yeah, it definitely would. Spain is possibly an option uh, for Cavani as well. What about so where do you think he's going to go? You tell me. Um, mate, it's a tough one. Absolute tough one. I would like to see him back at Lidico Madrid. Yeah. I think it's a it's a smart move, I think. Yeah. But they've got Diego Costa and Alvaro Morata. So do yeah, really but I need think, another central striker. I, I, I think Morata might be on, might be sold, um, might be in the outer. Um, bring Cavani in, does exactly the same role, probably a little bit better to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I I think he he could end up back back where he kind of began for him mainly in um in Europe. I tell you what, Atletico Madrid have produced some great strikers, haven't they? Fernando Torres, Sergio Aguero, Falcao, uh, Falcao. Oh, mate. Griezmann, yeah. Cavani. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. It's not a bad production line, let's be honest. Yeah, it's a great production. Yeah, mate, I, I, I'm going to be a bear call, a bold call. I think he ends up at Letico Madrid. Easy for you to um, say. Yeah, very easy for me <laughs> to say. Um, you know, like obviously, if Newcastle gets taken over, we'll, we, we're going to be chasing players like Thiago Silva and, and Cavani and stuff like that with on a free free transfer. That'd be phenomenal if we can pick up those two. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see Thiago Silva, you know, playing back up to Jamal Lascelles. You know, it'd be good. It'd be good yeah, story, yeah, yes. Kieran, Kieran Clark and yeah, yeah, Fabian Shah, Lejeune. Yeah, it'd be fifth choice. Yeah, and dummy as well. So dummy, yeah, yeah, so good, mate. <laughs> um, mate, Jude Bellingham. Um, Remember this name. Six absolute peach of a player. Um, sixteen years old. Um, yeah, heavily linked with uh, Borussia Dortmund. Mate, he, I actually read. Yeah, I've read, and you obviously don't believe everything you read in the media. But he's he's actually prefers and would like to move to Dortmund over United, um, which is a huge call. But I kind of like that idea. I think Germany is a nice little breeding, or de- probably not breeding, but nice development. Uh, a developmental home for these young English players. Oh, absolutely, it's, um, it's on the job training in a, in a, in a you know a top class league. Oh yeah, um, we saw Reese Nelson. Uh, Reese Nelson did a good job. Um, yep. not, not getting a lot of game time at Arsenal. Um, someone like Jaden Sancho has absolutely killed it. Um, my players have gone, come back, and and they're better for it. Yeah, and uh, I, I think Bellingham has looked at that and has said, oh, you know, there's. Um, there's definitely the potential there for me to get more game time, increase my profile. But the big thing with him is he's 16, maybe 17 now, leaving family, moving to a foreign country because his younger brother is also at Birmingham as well, yeah. Joe Bellingham. So does he go with him to Dortmund? Does he split the family up? Because it's a big decision for a 16-year-old, huge. 17-year-old to move overseas and live by himself. The beauty of Dortmund is having... Sancho there and even Harland because Harland was born in England. Yeah. So he's got English speaking players in the team that will help him settle down. So I think, I think Dortmund would be a great move for him, but selfishly I'd like to see him stay in England, stay in the Premier League. But like you said, Sancho is the perfect example. Reese Nelson did well. John Joe Kenny at Schalke yep. has done pretty well. Robbie Matondo, the young Welsh kid playing for Schalke. So there's Adamola Lookman as well. He had a decent run. Um, yeah, Germany, Red, well. yeah. Red Bull. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like. Yeah, it's great for English English talent to stay in England, but I kind of feel that a lot of some young English players they don't they may not get left behind, but they they take longer to develop. Um, maybe you chuck Phil Foden in a, in a team, and he would absolutely rip players apart. 
But because he's at City, he's well down, or not well down the pecking but he's down the pecking order. I think someone like Bellingham moving to Dortmund is actually going to accelerate his game a whole lot more. He'll get more, he'll get more, more game time much, much sooner at a competitive level as opposed to under twenty three level or going out alone to the Championship again. Um, he'll be playing bigger crowds, so more pressure. Um, bigger crowds. Or well, that. But, <laughs> At the minute. But, but yeah, you know when they open up. Yeah. More cardboard cutouts. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a whole lot more. A bit bit of more of a professional environment to what he's already used to at the EFL. If he goes to Bundesliga, he's in a he's in a world class setup of Dortmund, and their their factory of of developing players is is it's up there in the you know top ten in world football. Oh, top five. Yeah. It's it's it's. Um... Proven. That's a proven yeah. record. You know, you go to Dortmund as a young player, you'll be given all of the resources and ample opportunities to prove yourself. Yeah. If you don't make it there, then it's on you. It's not on Dortmund, I don't think. Because mm. I think, Mustafa, I think in, a, Mustafa in a few Amini, years' time, yeah. Mustafa Amini, yeah. But I think in a few years' time, Jude Bellingham is going to be. Um, I think uh, I give him two, give, give him give him two years, and I think he'll be knocking on knocking on. Uh, Two to three years, he'd be knocking on England's door. I think. I think so. I think Gareth will be knocking on his door, saying, "Hey, yeah. we need you. <laughs> yeah, come back from Jody. Uh, mate, Bellingham. Mate, a league which we actually don't touch a lot on because of the fact a it's not on. Um, B there's probably not a lot of chat to chat about in regards. So we just chat about results and how players are going. But mate, domestic transfers are potential in the A league. Yeah, so it came out in um, a newspaper article yesterday saying that they're looking at implementing domestic transfers uh, between A-League clubs. So for those that don't know, you can't actually buy directly from another A-League club. Has to be has to be a free agent. Yep, so that's why you see a lot of recycling and stuff in the A-League. But this is also potentially a big thing for NPL clubs to get transfer money as well. Uh, you know, sell-on clauses. It, it could pump some money into the... Um, the football infrastructure because there's not many other leagues in the world where you can't buy from another club. It's so it's restrictive. Just, just, I think it's just the A League and the MLS. Yeah, I think it is. It's just so restrictive. Uh, at least the MLS has a draft and like a, a system of uh, bringing players in. Now, now that, that brings us back to our chat with Justin. It's the A League's a very ancestral business that you are going to sign free agents from other clubs, and that's the only way it's going to be done. Yeah, it's Liam Reddy, more clubs than Jack Nicholas. Oh, mate. Um, you think about it, though. You think about it, which I, I like the idea of this. You have a young player in the NPL playing well, gets picked up, absolutely kills the A-League, gets signed by a European club, all right? Then you have the sell-on clauses. That NPL club is going to make a crap load of money, which is going to keep them alive, keep them afloat. You think, let's use someone like Aaron Moy as an example. Let's just say a player of his ability comes from an NPL team, goes to goes to City, so he goes to Melbourne City, plays well, gets signed by Man City. Okay, his fees are going to double. Then he gets a then that little NPL club gets a kickback, and then they're going to get a kickback on most most of the times he changes clubs. I think it's I think it's absolute no brainer. I think it'd be great for the game. Needs to be done. I mean, you're not going to see million dollar transfers between the Wanderers and Sydney FC because that no. money doesn't exist. But no. even a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, whatever it may be, Mate, fifty thousand, like it's 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 money, and it it's can, money. Yeah, that's, that's the important thing. It's money. So yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm going to be following that that story because um, I'd really like to see it happen. Because well, the the league gets actually to. the league's are back soon. So I know the Wanderers, the Wanderers boys went back to training um, today. 
which is good. So that'll be back soon. And Australia's allowing crowds in from July 1. Well, New South Wales allowing crowds in from July 1. 25% capacity. Which is probably most teams' most teams capacity. <laughs> anyways. It doesn't really matter. True. Um, so I was chatting to mum. She goes to Bunnies games. And they're like, you can have 25% capacity of the 80,000-seat stadium. I'm like, so you can have pretty much... Five times more than normal. Pretty, yeah, well, you can pretty much get 25,000 people. Yeah. And they, they average 18,000 per game. Yeah. So... Uh, but more people are going to go to games now that they can. There's a novelty like, oh, we can go. Yeah, I so, mate. Oh, I'll be going to the Wanderers game as soon as it's back on. Um, mate, brings us to the probably to the fun stuff. Fun oh, stuff. Hold on. Oh, who is your player of the week? Ah, my player of the week. My turn. So my player of the week. You is... actually you actually wrote in your notes player of the year. <laughs> uh, I did, didn't I? Um, <laughs> Uh, that's a bad decision. Um, player of the week, Dries Mertens. Oh, I thought you were going to go uh, lovely, messy with a shave with a shaved face. Too obvious. Uh, no, Dries Mertens uh, became all-time top goal scorer for Napoli um, this week. Uh, one goal ahead of the legendary Marek Hamšík, and nine goals ahead of. Just a, a little bloke called Diego Maradona. I love how like the second leading goal scorer for Napoli is a is a central midfielder. <laughs> yeah, he did score a lot of penalties and free kicks. Yeah, fair. But um, yeah, so Dries Mertens, I think he could be on his way out potentially. Well, he's on. He's he's up. He's up for um, his contracts up due to expire. So he's potentially going to be free transfer. Yeah, so uh, could be a party gift, you know. Um, Trophy against Juventus this week would be a nice way to send him off if he does leave. Yeah, we can't actually watch that, which is frustrating. Might have to um, get the Saudis onto it. And... Yeah, be out Q or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah have a chat. Be... I'll have a chat to the Sheik for you. Yeah, it'd be uh, good. Yeah, Sheik and Bake. <laughs> Sheik and Bake. Sheik and Bake, baby. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's do this. Either or. I'm go- I've got... It's not really an either or. You have to choose. So I've been Ooh. thinking about this. I've been thinking about this, and and our to- and I thought about this the other day, or about three days ago. And the topic actually we touched briefly on it um, during our chat. Um, so the f- the question is, you are a player of high potential, a young player of high potential. Thank you. You're welcome. What? And you you're wanted by as many clubs as you can think of. What club do you sign for as a 16, 17-year-old and why? So you haven't quite made it yet. Right, you have all the potential in the world. You have five gold star potential on FM. So if you listen to FM, you have five kid. wonder kid. You're a wonder kid. Um, we'll say that you're currently playing for Blackburn Rovers. Okay. Okay. Um, where do you go and why? Ooh, so I basically got pick of the litter. So yeah. where do I go? So you obviously can, you, you look can at, pick any club in the world. You look at clubs that do have that have a history of uh, promoting youth and have a good history um, of developing players. So the two clubs immediately come to mind for me are Dortmund for one and Ajax. Uh, they're the same two that you were thinking, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I'm probably going to lean more towards Ajax, I think, uh, at the minute. Uh, the Dutch way of playing football, uh, you know, total football, I know it's sort of an archaic thing now, but, you know, they invented the 4-3-3 as we hear every time on uh, FIFA oh, when we're playing. <laughs> yeah. um, no, and I think just 
Ajax have promoted from within. They promote their captains from within. They're a very strong culture at that club. Um, I think if I had the choice, uh, Ajax one, Dortmund two. Um, after the takeover, after Newcastle get um, you know our, our facilities upgraded, uh, maybe Newcastle three. But I think purely from um, thinking about my future, uh, yeah, I'd go Ajax because. Everyone knows Ajax develop and train players the right way. So yeah. the next transfer, it'll be easy from Ajax. Yeah, the, the Ajax is definitely number one. If you were to only be able to choose a Premier League team, what Premier League team would you go to? Not Chelsea. I yeah. know they have promoted a few, but that was because they had to, because they couldn't buy. Um, i just end up on one of 20,000 loans. Shout out yeah. to Lucas Piazon if he's listening. I know, I know my... Um, he was great for me on FM though. Um, I, I have my club in my head that I will go to and we'll see if we align. Yeah, so the two clubs for me that have the best history, Southampton being one, uh, and West Ham as well, have always had a pretty good um, youth structure. I, I don't mind Leicester as well. I think there's something about Leicester. I don't want to pick a really big club because it's harder to crack the yep. first team. I think if I'm going to be in the Premier League... I'd want to be around that mid-table area. I think I'd probably go Southampton because uh, yeah. you need a guaranteed to transfer to Liverpool anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's probably no brainer, mate. Southampton developed some great players over time. Um, Gareth Bale, Oxley Chamberlain, Walcott, uh, Walcott, like ridiculous. Yeah. Like the list goes on. Funny they're all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's um and, and West Ham. We we spoke about West Ham a long ago with Lampard, Defoe, Fernandin. Um, it's incredible. Uh, Joe Cole. Um, absolutely good. Like, I think that's a no-brainer. Well, would you would you go to a team like Arsenal? Uh, not for me. Um, um, no, they sort of chew up and spit out a few few young players. The young players come in, they play well for a little while, then sort of discard it a little bit. I, th- I think probably in in Arsene Wenger's earlier days or mid days, where you you know the Fabregas <laughs> and they came along with the scene. I think that's a good ample opportunity to learn and grow as a player and change your game and adapt. And, and I think Wenger had the knack of turning a lot of good footballers into very, very good footballers. I mean, he signed Anelka as basically an unknown for about £500,000. Oh, Anelka what just a, set the world on fire. What a player. Yeah, Fabregas. No one knew who Sesk Fabregas was. They didn't know how to pronounce Sesk. They're like, well, what, yeah. what is that? And then, Kesk. 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 Yeah, and yeah, Wenger just moulded him. Man United is the one that I avoided saying. Because yeah, look, they had... Pogba and PK as young players and did nothing with them. So, uh, that I mean, if you asked me 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Man United would be number one. You know, the yeah. class of 92, but they haven't been... They've done nothing. They've done nothing really since then. Yeah, fair. I like it. I like it. All well, right. Rash, Rashford and Greenwood at the minute, though. They could be... I think, I think United is a little bit different right now. I mm. think a few years ago, like in the Pogba time, the PK time, they, they kind of missed the boat there. Um, the Rodrigo Possibon. Yeah, they stuffed up a fair bit there. Bebe, Bebe comes back into it. Makeda. Um, oh, yeah, he scored a great goal against Villa, though. Um, man, I think now is probably a little bit of a different time for United. They're Rashford, Greenwood, James... Um, they're developing, McTominay, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're developing a lot of um, a lot of youth and talent. I think they're just they they're, they're trying to get that back. But mate, I'd be straight down south into Southampton as well. Yeah, that would be too. How good? That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, something different. All right. So this week is uh, now part two of 
Dave Harvey's ultimate Premier League team. So we've got Shearer and Henri up front. Up front, we do. It's not not a bad start. So this week we're going to look at left midfielders. Oh, hit me, hit me, hit me. So I'm going to give you a selection of five. I can only choo- can- I choose one, can't I? Uh, well, we're playing four four two, so ideally just one left winger. Yep, <laughs> unless you want to, you know, revolutionise the, the um, <laughs> why football landscape. I, why, why can't I play f- two down the left and two down right, and, or two in the middle, and not have any in the right? I'm not playing two goalkeepers. One stays on the line, one runs the box. <laughs> yeah, done. There you go. All right. So top the five five left wingers I'm giving you: Ryan Geeks, Cristiano Ronaldo, oh, Eden Hazard, yeah, Gareth Bale, yeah. David Janola. Oh, uh, that's easy. All right, Hazard goes. Ooh, straight away. Uh, yeah. You're discounting just... his, uh, his, his, you know, his accomplishments in the Premier League. Yeah, I am. He's gone. Um, Giggs goes because I didn't like that goal he scored against Arsenal and took his shirt off um, and ran around the field. It cost me, it cost me my mate's um, livelihood. Um Ryan Giggs, like 600-odd appearances. Yeah, look, this, you know, this is my team, okay. mate. Yes, this yep, is my okay. team. Um, Ginola, Ronaldo. And Bale. No, Bale can go. Bale was great as a young kid. Um, and he's played at Southampton. Mm-hmm. At Southampton and at Spurs. 150 games at Real Madrid. He's He, he didn't stay around the Premier League long enough to be great for me. Um, so he's fifth on my list. So he's fifth. Hazard's fourth, Giggs is third. Ginola is um, Ginola's going to be second because they're going to put emotion and um, bias towards Newcastle out the window. So, okay. but, but he does get he does get second spot. Technically, you've probably been fifth to be honest. Um, oh, I don't know. Out of those, out of those, Ronaldo's got to get it. Um, and I know Ronaldo left at a similar time to Bale in terms of their longevity in the Premier League. Um, but, mate, the kid was phenomenal. He started off at United um, trying to do 45,000, more more step-overs than Danielson. Um, it's tough to do. It is very tough to do, mate. Alex Ferguson reined him in, um, became an absolute cracking team player, um, free-kick specialist. That, I think it was a goal against Portsmouth. Yeah. That, oh, absolutely incredible. An incredible free-kick. Um, Champions League at United. Um, 2008, I think that's yeah, it was yeah. I think he, a great team. I think he missed a penalty in that shootout as well. Didn't affect him. <laughs> no, well, no, it probably did a little bit. Um, yeah. Just at the time, mate. Um, look, yeah, obviously, Giggs, absolutely incredible player. Ginola, obviously, our fan favourite. Um, mate, Ronaldo. Mate, Ronaldo takes the cake for me. Left-footed, right-footed, good in the air, super quick. If he had a stayed at United, he would have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, he still played 196 games for United. Yeah. You so, just pull that number off the top of your head. That's impressive. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, like that's that. very impressive. Like that. yeah, yeah. 196 games, 84 <laughs> goals. Um, it's a terrible goal to game ratio compared to the rest of his career. It is, mate. Two, <laughs> 292 games for Real Madrid, 311 goals. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad, is it? He's actually one goal away from scoring 100 for Portugal. Yeah, that's that's crazy, actually. Yeah. That really is. Yeah, that's incredible. Not many players can score 100 international goals. But what you've got to think of at, during his United career is that earlier on, so a lot of those appearances would have been bit part. It would have been early in his stage. He wouldn't have been able to develop. So those last few goals, what was that season he scored 40? No, 30. He scored 30 goals. 
30 goals in Premier League. Um, it was like 07, 08 or 08. Yeah, yeah well, he, was, we, he held the record until Salah scored 31 last season. Or mm. 30, 32, whatever it is. But yeah, Ronaldo get, Ronaldo's going to play on my left. I think he would... Um, if I'm thinking about the mould of the team... Um, he doesn't... I'm just trying, yeah, he'd link up with Henri pretty well. They'll probably run into each other. Um, every <laughs> I now think they'd be all right. They yeah. could... Um, you know what I might do? I might, um, yeah, I think Henri could roam and just probably push Shearer a little bit to the left and he can link up with Ronaldo. Mm. I would like to see it. Yeah, I would have loved to see it. But yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo takes my cake. Left footed, right footed, good in the air. Um, cracking, you know, four, five, five, five seasons at United um, before we went to Real Madrid and stole, stole the Spanish show. Um, Giggs would have been great. A lot of games, a lot of goals. Just don't like him. Um, Ginolo, great, great, great cutting in and just drilling top corner with his right foot. Um, Bale, about that goal against Inter in the Champions League where he ran... Left, left Mikon for dead. Oh, mate. That was, and Mikon's no slouch either in, no. in, in terms of pace. Um, yeah, that's my winner. That's my left, right. left side of mid. Let's do right-sided while we're on the topic. Let's get right out of the way. Let's just do it. All right, I'm going to rattle off five right-wingers off the top of my head now. Go. Norberto Solano. Nobby. What, Nobby. A, what a signing. What is he? Two, no. Well, two and a half mil. From two and a half mil, yep. yep. Uh, David Beckham. Mm-hmm. Robert Perez. Ooh, good player. Steve McManaman. Yeah, great player. Very balanced. Very good player. And I'll go Raheem Sterling. I'll throw a, a modern one in there. All right, I'm going to go Beckham straight away um, to United players. The reason being his service is second to none out wide. No frills player, can pass the ball well, um, not quick. Um, his work ethic is better than anyone else's. Um, was gifted with talent, but mate, his right peg with Alan Shearer up front is an absolute match no-brainer. Made in it's a and, match made in heaven. And, and for my team, I'm trying to balance out the team a little bit. If we have a Ronaldo on the left and Sterling on the right and Henri up top, we've got three out-and-out quick players that are probably of similar style. Um, I like the idea of potentially switching Henri and, and Shearer and then Beckham linking up with Henri down that right-hand side. And, and, and I think Beckham's delivery, free-kick ability, corner ability, uh, crossing ability... Um, fashion ability, phenomenal. I think, yeah, he, he mate, he gets it. The other ones, you know, Solano, absolute favourite. I've met him once before, absolute genuine legend. Um, that goal where he's cut inside and a little toe poke in the top corner, absolute class. Um, yeah, Solano would if Beckham wasn't alive, Solano would be <laughs> the Peruvian Beckham. They the call Peruvian Beckham, but mate, Sterling's good. Sterling's got a lot to go. He's been fantastic at City of late. Been pretty yes. consistent. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Perez, great player, mate. So balanced. Very slow. Very slow player, but did not affect him at all. It was always a step out of the game. Hated his little goatee, his little... <laughs> his little soul patch down there. His yeah. little Robert Perez. Uh, yeah. Mate, yeah, Beckham for me. So we've got Henri up front with Shearer and then um, Ronaldo on the left, Beckham on the right. Who takes the free kicks? The only pro- I think Beckham does, mate. Ronaldo's consistency is good, but Beckham will more than likely get it there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, Shearer for power. Ronaldo for long distance, top corner, and Beckham close. Beckham, Beckham's like the Glenn McGrath football, you know. You tell Glenn McGrath where to put it, and he'll put oh, it there. Beckham well, is exactly the same. Yeah, spot on. My only concern is that Beckham and, and Ronaldo can't swap wings if you want to if you want to switch. Nah. Uh, but I think they'll be okay. 
I, I think they'll make it work, to be honest, mate. I think so. <laughs> How good. All right. That brings us to the end of episode eight. The best thing is, come episode nine, um, Premier League. More to talk about. So much more to talk about. Hopefully, new, more news. We've got no news on the takeover, which is pretty normal. Um, it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. This is a, That's how it should be when a takeover is going through. Oh, it should yeah. be silent. So. Could not agree more. Tuesday, but... 6.30. Tuesday six thirty. Um, yes, Tuesday six thirty. <laughs> Eight weeks. Uh, how good! How good! All right, that's a goodbye for me. We will speak to you this time next week with a lot of Premier League to catch up on. It's fantastic. And how do people find us on social media, Dave? Oh, this is true on the Pen Spot. On Twitter, yes. Yes, on and Twitter. on Instagram. On the penalty spot. On the penalty spot. Yeah. And should people give us ratings and follow us? No, that's, of course they should, mate. We, we, <laughs> of course they should. This is this is not a questionnaire. This is uh, indeed. Yep, definitely, definitely, definitely. Oh, well, Ashley's planes back in Miami. Oh, that means nothing. Okay. Yeah. Nice. He flew over to UK when the documents were signed. Now back in Miami, and yep, he's been told. Yep. He's been told to get out of the country sharply <laughs> to, to avoid the abuse he will get. Yes, he has. That's epic. Standard Mike Ashley. All right. Legend. All right. That's a good All night right. for me. Much love, and we'll chat next week. Until next time. Ciao. Ciao.